0: This episode is brought to you by Mountain Sea Media. I spend half my life near the Pacific Ocean and the other half in the mountains. These places are full of profound stories and experiences that guide my life, even now as a media creator and beer professional. This is what gave birth to Mountain Sea Media the stories that impact our lives and give meaning to our business. Stories share good experiences in the warmth of friends. They improve business by sharing these experiences and connecting deeply with our customers. If you'd like to connect better with your customers through copywriting and storytelling, contact me at jeremy It's your story. I'll help you tell it. Welcome to Episode 60 of Good Beer Matters.
1: They have this uh, monopoly so that you can't even buy beer in a a bar. But then I want the right glass, the temperature and the knowledge about it. Tell me what's in my glass and I'm ready to pay. We are still fighting for the consumers, the rights, uh, pricing, variety of beers and all that kind of things.
0: There are many things that influence our decisions as beer drinkers, branding, advertisements, flavor, etc. Most of us take for granted the wealth of beers available to us everywhere we go. But what about those things that influence our decisions that are completely outside our control? What about the nefarious business practices, such as price undercutting or tied houses, that are meant to gain control over the drinkers and monopolize the system for the sake of profits? As some of the guests on the Good Beer Matters podcast have shared, there are places around the world where these practices still exist but if you're like me you love your beer and you're willing to stand up for something better my next guest has been leading consumer rights groups for decades and wants to give both good beer and power back to the people my name is jeremy I'm a certified Cicerone, BJCP judge, IBD certified brewer, and a beer writer. I believe the art, the science, and the culture of beer has more of a profound effect on us than we realize. I believe there's a world of wisdom found in every glass, and I intend to get to the bottom of it. This is Good Beer Matters. These are the stories of us, of great food and the beer that brings it all together. I hope you enjoy episode 60 of Good Beer Matters with Bo Jensen, chairman of the European Beer Consumers Union. Thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. I am really interested in hearing what it is you have to say and the lessons that you've learned uh, working with the uh, uh, EBCU or the uh, European Beer Consumers Union. Uh, Thank you for coming on to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, of course, and uh, nice to hear you on the other side of the pond that you're actually interesting in how the consumer are doing it in uh, in a European uh, level as well.
0: Well, and like you and I were talking about right before we uh, started this uh, podcast, uh, you mentioned how uh, a lot of uh, the US craft beer knowledge is, is ahead in other parts of the world. And so the Americans are leading in that regard, uh, so yay for our team. But on the flip side of that, there's so much tradition and so many other things going on that I think we also, we Americans, have a lot to learn as well. And that's that's really what this conversation is about today, is, is just learning uh, what what you're doing from your little uh, lens into the, the beer world and, and how we can share that with everyone else worldwide.
1: Yes, of course. And um, in... Uh... Our little country we started twenty five or oh, thirty years this year actually uh, to do a small consumer union and it 's maybe more like in in northern Europe countries to do a union if you have some people together if you have the same kind of mind or same something you you go together and and uh, organize a little organization and you always be a little stronger in your uh, points up against the big breweries exactly or whatever uh, if you are going together uh, as uh, the small people as well. And we started, for, of course, many years ago in, um, in Denmark, um, a national consumer group um, actually was starting as a grassroots uh, because we, a lot of us has uh, been traveling around Europe and see there was so many interesting beers but not in Denmark. In Denmark, we have one, maybe two big breweries, and that's it. And we organized this consumer thing to uh, fight against the big breweries and said, now you have to behave and do some decent beers. So actually, that was started on uh, consumer groups. And in, suddenly, in the last, uh, what, about five, four or five years or so, we were uh, 10,000 members. And we actually found out that, okay, now we can talk as a consumer organization. And then we found out that actually all over Europe there was organization like ours. There was uh, Pint in the uh, Netherlands and uh, Citas in Belgium and Camera Campaign for Real Ale in uh, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually go t- together and formed this umbrella organization European Beer Consumer Union. And that was the start. And actually that's Part of it is uh, almost 30 years as well. Um, so actually, today we represent uh, 225,000 registered uh, members of organization all over Europe um, as beer consumers. So that was a very the last 30 years in a very short base. But the consumer point of view has uh, changed, of course. But uh, we are still fighting for the consumers, the rights, uh, pricing, variety of beers, and all that kind of things.
0: Well, let, let's. Um, I want to dive into that a little bit more deeply in just a minute, but uh, will you tell us a little bit more about your uh, personal history within beer?
1: Yes, it actually started. I, I was a beer consumer uh, many years before that actually I found out that was uh, what I was. <laughs> I like to travel. Uh, my paid job, I also, all this stuff with the ABCU is volunteering, but my paid job was uh, also traveling a lot. And I know when I come to a new country, I always go deep into the, uh, the beer industry or, and found out, you can find a lot of, of things around a country if you just go into a pub and find out what the beer is and how the people is. And you can, in a few minutes, you are talking to people. Uh, good beer brings people together, and and you can talk. Um, and then I found out that there was actually a lot of of things. So that was my interesting in in good beers as well. And then my background as organizing uh, things, we I started to uh, do a local branch of this Danish beer enthusiasts here in my northern part of Denmark where I live. And. Uh, Nowadays we have uh, 60, 65 uh, branches all over uh, through the big countries or the big uh, cities in, in Denmark with the local branch of this beer. And then I got into the organization of it and actually people found out that I was good at organizing things. And, and then we did our beer festival in Copenhagen. I've done it the uh, last 15 years organizing that. I've been chairman for the dance be enthusiasts uh, for a few years back. And then I started to go into the European part of it because my traveling uh, knowledge, uh, going around and know a lot of countries brought me into this uh, European uh, umbrella organization. And uh, for the last two years, I've been uh, chairman of, of the, a little board we have in, in that uh, organization. It's all uh, volunteering, but uh, Stone is still traveling, but now is also traveling uh, into beers as well. But it's always on the consumer side. Of course, we have been into contact with a lot of breweries. And the short story of the Danish breweries is now we have 215 breweries uh, for the upcoming for the last 20 years. So uh, I think the consumer and the consumer union has... Uh, been into that and actually the breweries found out that the consumer was actually a a important thing of this brewing beer Uh, but it's also different all over Europe as well.
0: Well and and that's a that's an interesting um, thing that that you will um, you've gotten a bunch of consumers together to say that we want fair practices we want fair prices we want Uh, reasonably good beers Um, you're not demanding for the moon but you're not willing to settle for for the dirt either Um, i am aware some of the issues in the past around the world that you'd get these big brewers that would uh, unofficially own the bar or own every tap in the bar and and so it it just gave um, no choice to consumers and these are things that are still happening down in Australia and down in uh, South Africa, uh, based upon some of the guests I've had it, on the show in the past. What are some of the issues or stories that you've seen that, that uh, consumers need to uh, be forewarned about?
1: Um, I have two different angles on that one. Uh, when I started in the consuming uh, beers all over Europe, I found out that, uh, especially in, uh, in Belgium, also Netherlands, uh, when you go to a bar, it was very educated. Uh, Bar staff, uh, the brewery actually care about the beer until it was in your glass in front of you. Uh, And, you know, in Belgium they have a different glass to every different kind of beers, different uh, glass styles, and if you don't have the right glass, in a bar, they don't serve the beer. You have to choose another one, and all that kind of things. And actually, the uh, the bar staff was very educated in that, and and the the uh, they went to um, to the brewery and get that education uh, about the beer, and the product. In uh, my country, in Denmark, it was actually when the when the brewery has sold the beer, the beer was on the truck leaving the factory. They didn't care. They didn't care about how they went to a bar and they didn't care how it was. So actually, you could get a lot of bad beers in Denmark, but it was not brewed that. It was just the, all the transportation and how they poured the beer and all that kind of things. So that was a lot of different. I said, there's, why don't they hear the consumer about what they actually want to this experience? They still... And nowadays, they still want uh, to take uh, almost uh, 10 euro for a glass of special beers and the bartender still don't know a thing about it if you ask him about it so there's still from a consumer side there's still a lot of things to do and also the other side is that we actually in a European Consumer Organization, or oh, in, in craft beer world, in, in uh, that was also a big part of it. When they started up a lot of priorities of beers in, uh, in Denmark as well, we looked to uh, US and, and found out that it was maybe 20 years ahead in craft brewing. But still, um, there was, there was, it was in the brewing sector. There was nothing, no one was talking about what actually we want, what the consumer wants. Uh, and we're still fighting on that, and there's still a lot of uh, fighting to do that from the breweries. The breweries uh, improved, of course, because they have actually found out it's not enough to, to do a special beer. You don't have to to care about the consumer until he had consumed and nonetheless uh, paid for the beer. Hmm.
0: And and so, so and, and so you're talking about issues of... Once the beer leaves the brewery, then you know the the brewers have no more control over it, and so all the other steps in the chain of getting your beer to your glass has to be equally as thoughtful and mindful, otherwise you're going to end up with a lesser product at a premium price and 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 if I understood you correctly and and i'm I'm an advocate as well, consumers do better and need uh, deserve better
1: the, yeah the consumers deserve better uh because of the variety of beers nowadays is uh, exploded. Uh, in Denmark we have uh, for the last uh, 10 years we had um, a, a small selection um, of, of or election of the new beer of the year so we can elect them. The first year for 15 years ago, uh, there was six we couldn't choose between. Uh, last year there was two thousand and two hundred. New beers uh, on the Danish scene from new breweries. Mm. So nowadays you can't you can't uh, decide. You can't do a competition of uh, more than 2,000 beers. So the the beer the best beer of the year is uh, is not doing anymore. So there's a lot of beers just coming out from the craft brewing uh, breweries, uh, but they are they are. Also now, especially in uh, the brew pubs in Copenhagen, they actually care about the beer until you have it in the glass, and that's uh, new. That's only for the last two or three years in Denmark. In uh, Belgium, it has been always, and also Germany, but and also uh, England, of course. You don't don't go to a pub. There's a lot of things of how much beer you pour in your glass and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the the consuming of beer is still. Um, a big issue around uh, Europe as well and and we still have to, to raise our voice into that in and then we just didn't mention about the ingredients yet because no brewery at all actually want to tell about the ingredients now I think uh, diabetic uh, sugar all that kind of things because mm-hmm. it's food so there's still a lot of things going on from the consumer side as well
0: now um- uh, other issues that i'm aware of are uh large brewing uh, mega corporations will uh, ha- have been known in the past to come in and lower their prices artificially to kind of force these smaller ones out of the market or there's some some political taxation issues do you uh, does the ebcu also uh, kind of tackle those issues as well
1: yes we have uh, we are we are fighting uh will I think a lot of our rules and regulations come out of uh, the European Union. And uh, they actually do the a lot of rules and regulations from uh, the big office in Brussels. Um, that's good, that's bad, that's... Yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. there are a lot of pluses with it. But it also into a lobbering, because many years ago, the wine industry actually was recognized as a farming a farming product or what you call it, and beer was industrial made hmm. the beer came out of factory and the the wine came out of a vineyard in uh, yeah you know in Bulgaria or whatever and then the um, the European Union said that we have to have a minimum taxation of this and somehow the, the wine because it was uh, the poor um, Farmer who did that, the minimum taxation on national level was zero percent, mm. and on beer, the on national level it was two percent uh, tax on alcohol in that way, and that followed it from on because every year they said now we have to raise it two percent, two percent on zero is still zero, <laughs> and of course all that kind of thing. So the the pricing, the taxation between uh, wine and beer in European countries is very, very big uh, these days. And that's also a big uh, fight on, on uh, the big breweries as well. And then the other way around is that the big breweries now is so big, so they can do the special pricing, as you said. If they want to go into a market, they just load down the prices. And Get the beer into the bars and it is artificial uh, and it's and, and all these things are not very clear for the consumers i can't explain to a normal consumer today how the biggest brewery in the world is working uh, ab in bear who said no one knows how mm-hmm. it's going and if i ask a bartender I say who is doing this beer and where is it came from where's the hot kettle uh, mostly, he, he can't. Uh, he can't tell us. He said, "Okay, it's a in there, but I don't know where it's brewed." Mm-hmm. So there's, there's still a lot of consumer issues uh, to uh, and, take care of, as and,
0: I see. And those are issues that uh, people, kind of in my little beer circle, uh, uh, kind of discuss and talk about. And in, uh, in my line of work, it's really hard to. Go into uh, an account, a restaurant, a bar, a grocery store, and say, "This is why you should pay more for this beer. When that beer over there, you're going to pay less. This that's why that that cheaper beer is going to cause you a problem down the line because it's so it's such a long-term uh, issue that won't manifest for years, maybe decades." that um that people don't see the uh the problem with it right now they're just thinking i i just need dollars and cents but um we're kind of heading down a a path with the uh with those uh, strategic maneuvers by the big guys
1: yeah exactly and then it's going to be more difficult for a small craft brewing industry and said then they have to explain themselves said why is it the prices sometimes double on a craft beer, uh, locally made, and all that kind of things. Mm -hmm. But I think actually it was one of thing of the pandemic and worldwide now is that uh, when people stay home, actually I found out that in Italy, the uh, craft beer scene was exploding in the first uh, first few weeks of the close down of Italy. Um, The people want to get home, but then they have to go locally. And, and bring the local beer, mm-hmm. and actually they have to find out that I can't go far away from my house, so I have to find the local beer and and actually that was upcoming and and uh, a lot of Italians actually found out uh, the local brewery and they they have the good beer as well and also we can see in Denmark as well it's it's going to be more local and that's good for the small breweries the uh, yeah craft beer or what what you can call them but also the small Local breweries, but still, when the big ones then you go to a supermarket, a grocery store and said, "Okay, you can see you can get twice the um, the um, amount of of beer um, for the lower price than the local craft beer uh, brewed uh, two houses away, yeah. so it's still a, a lot of things for the consumer to, uh, to um, or to tell the consumer about that kind of things.
0: Well, and, and these are things that could be applied all around the world, but particularly in, in uh, the goings on in the U.S. Um, as of this recording with just the whole concept of of uh, diversity. And if we apply that same mentality to, to beer, we're better when we work together. And, and, and you're a good example of that when you... Bond together in a a sort of union and give a voice to the people that is positive that moves forward that tries to get something productive done Um, But if if we let things go then we're essentially applying the concept of eugenics to the beer world and and We in America have certainly seen that uh, prior to uh, The 70s and 80s before craft beer became a thing um, where we had basically three kinds of beer and that was it and they were all pretty much the same um, we don't want to go back to that and but it it takes uh, awareness uh, the awareness that you're trying to um, bring uh, to all the consumers to say that you know the choice is really ours
1: yes, it is and and actually, when you're doing into that conversation with breweries big or small, it's always good to be a lot of people and actually, that was why we started our umbrella organization. so when we go as EBCU we can say that we are actually representing 225,000 members, paying members of national organizations. It's not just interesting or Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. It actually is uh, paying members uh, of a national organization. And that's uh, actually when we started. An example was that uh, five years ago, we have our 25th anniversary in uh, Brussels on a big reception. And we held it in the European Brewers House. Uh, they have a, a small organization as well. In the, and but we have uh, done some posters with uh, why can't we? Why 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 is not allowed to uh, to find out what's in the beer? We have uh, these questions about ingredients produced by, produced at, sold by, and best before. And actually, the, the um, legislation was also. Uh, depending on sold by and best before there was nothing around uh, produced by where was the hot kettle where's the beer has it traveled all half the way around the world uh, to go into my pub or what is it but actually those uh they was not so so <laughs> glad of, about our posters and said it was too much too much we are not we are not ready to take that discussion Mm -hmm. But then suddenly, two years ago, they actually also started up in the brewing industry and said, okay, we have to tell now we will be open what's in our beer, where it's brewed and all that kind of things. But until now, they just uh, signed a manifesto and uh, we still we still can't find out uh, what's uh, what's in the beer because the legislation said if a beer is brewed in Europe, it just have to say Europe on the bottle. So if you buy a beer in Denmark, it can be brewed in Poland or Bulgaria or Italy or whatever, it will, you'll never know. Hmm. And that's also a, something interesting for, for the consumer, where is, where's my, where's my local uh, pub where is it getting all the beers from? Is it the big ones, the small ones or whatever?
0: And it's funny that all the conversations about supporting local, it's, it's, I'm glad to hear that that's a buzz word going around the world. Um, but that is, that is. Uh, it brings a really good point of, you know, I, I'm going to go down to my local pub, support my local publican. You know, uh, it, it, Ed runs that bar. I go in there and talk to Ed all the time. Yeah. But the beer that they're selling, it's going to come from some other country some other place and if that's important to you if you want to support local then you need to know where the stuff comes from um and yeah and, and, and sometimes and that's even uh, even, uh,
1: uh, even ed is not knowing where the beer is coming from because it's you just order the beer and it came right our a big truck and and he sells it and he can also of course buy it in different prices and also the the pub owner why 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 do we have to go to a local pub and pay twice the prices of the beer and and all that kind of things, so there's a lot of things in uh, in the discussion of a, of a fair cost of a, of a beer
0: now with all of your travels to uh, other countries with your work, are you aware of uh, other kind of scenarios or stories of um, of, of problems that the uh, beer consumers really ought to be aware of
1: uh, of course if you if you travel in the um, the Nordic uh, countries, like Norway, uh, Finland, Sweden, they have this uh, monopoly. So that you can't even buy beer in a, in a bar. Uh, even in Sweden, you have if you have to have beer, uh, strong beer, and that's uh, about uh, 5.5% alcohol. It's uh, you have to eat as well, so you can only have beer and wine in a restaurant or else you have to go to a government store to buy the beer. And they have 100% monopoly on uh, on selling beers uh, that way in uh, Norway, Sweden, and Finland, because they are trying to regulate the consuming of alcohol uh, that way around. You know, beer and health uh, is also a lot of, a very big issue nowadays, and. I've been to a lot of conferences with uh, politicians from different European countries, and they say uh, we, we try to, to have so many rules and regulations to regulate the uh, intake of alcohol on our, in our country as well. And they do it in a, a lot of different ways. Hmm. But uh, and there has always been more money in the lobbying from uh, from. Government side in in the uh, negative uh, way of of uh, putting uh, alcohol consumption or beer consumption uh, out. So that's also one of the things we in our organisation EBCU is trying to find the positive things. Again, it, we have uh, actually in our inner circle in EBCU we have the the doctor from the national Italian national football team, and he can tell about how your body is. Uh, recovering better if you actually maybe not on national level in italy i don't know but you when you go to the locker room and have a beer after the match you actually can use a lot of good thing in the and this and the socializing of course oh. uh, the social aspects of of having a beer uh, no one mentioned uh, that thing mm-hmm. go to a pub have a good talk with your friends and have one pint, and then they go back home, and that's it. So there's a lot of issues around beers, uh, not only ingredients, pricing, also the information, and socializing, and beer and health. There's a lot of of consuming things that we can uh, talk about. Also in the U.S., of course, I I think.
0: Yes, and uh, and I think uh, there are a number of entities that you know, kind of talk about this stuff, but there isn't, uh, to my knowledge, uh, there is not an entity or a group that is focused on the consumer side of things. And, um, um, I, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research, research and I might be wrong on that, but, but, uh, but all will just, I mean, just talking to you has kind of got my wheels turning about, you know, what that would look like and what, and, and who's out there actually educating the consumers to understand, uh, um, these things better, and and we're getting these stories from a lot of different publications. Maybe it's just the uh, the, the corporate side of of, of ma- magazines like uh, VinePair and and craftbeercom that we're getting a lot of this information. Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, and also I see um, all the uh, the education from the uh, restaurant sides nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waiter and all that kind of people, they the service people, they also have a very Small knowledge, uh, basic knowledge about wine. But it's still uh, no education about beer in in that scene. You know that uh, when a waiter came to a table in the restaurant, they have a very small knowledge about uh, red wine is going to that and uh, white wine is going to fish and all that kind of things. If you take it down to the five, maybe four or five basic type of beers, no waiter can tell about the difference about it and how if you if you don't educate the consumer uh, they are you don't know it as well so the demand maybe may come from the consuming so if you can can educate your consumers a little bit more and said okay i'm ready to pay uh, 10 pounds for uh, craft beer but then i want to the right glass the temperature and the knowledge about it Tell me what's in my glass, and I, I'm ready to pay. When the breweries or the restaurants found out, and that actually matters, <laughs> I, I think I think that'll be the better in the, in the beer.
0: I, but in I, the U.S., totally the very local
1: as well. You you go to a locally brewed uh, pub or or have the local beer, but maybe not with a, a big interest in what's in the beer more than supporting your local uh, brewery. I don't know. It's that's an
0: issue. well and, and of course that goes beyond if you is the local brewery getting grain and hops from a reasonably local source I mean you know not everywhere has access to barley or uh, hops in their backyard but um, you know being somewhat reasonable about that is is nice uh, when I lived in Oregon uh, you know we had I, I literally had hops in my backyard and and a an incredible uh, malt grower uh, just a short drive away. Now that I live in Arizona, um, you know, we can't grow hops you know, quite you the same, but, 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 it's, but just a, within a reason of, of, of what makes sense. I mean, I don't want to get hops from, from all the way around the world because uh, that's just going to be more costly and have more of an impact on the environment. Well, and,
1: if you if go into the, the, uh, the footprints on, on our environment nowadays, it's also an issue for the consumer. Because you actually have to explain the consumer where where did this beer in your glass, where did it came from? Has it uh, traveled half the way around the world to get into your glass, or is it uh, brewed uh, two blocks away? I think that's interesting for the consumer in in many different ways.
0: Well, and I and frankly, I've had this conversation before, but I look forward to having a greater sense of regionality, uh, where where. Uh, you know these days i could travel to denmark and and taste taste the same or taste the big beer that we all have and it would taste probably pretty darn close um and if you came to visit me in the u.s you know same thing but uh, to have just the the regionality so that we can kind of be tourists once once again like we used to be and take all the pictures and taste all the beers that's where all the magic happened in the beginning yeah exactly um Bo, uh, what are some of the lessons, and and we've kind of talked about this, but I want to flesh this out specifically. Uh, What are some of the lessons that you've uh, uh, learned uh, to share with everyone else listening, but even uh, some advice that you have for consumers as they move forward?
1: Um, Actually, I found out now it's uh, from the organization. Organizing is is still that uh, from the, the Beer traveler, the beer traveler, the beer consumer, it actually, uh, you can taste a lot of different beers and, and uh, still get away with it. Uh, it's not so expensive to, to test uh, different beers, to try it. I see more and more people just go to a grocery store and, and take five different beers they never seen before, but just want to test it. It's still the, the pricing is still uh, so it's affordable to do that you maybe don't do it with uh, five different years of chardonnay or, or something else mm-hmm. but beer is still a low uh, low cost damn good drink and is still low in alcohol so that you can actually test those five beers and uh, and get away with it and still you can manage to do a lot of things so it's still the best low-alcoholic drink uh, in the world instead of a lot of other things so just came out of the bush and and people who don't like beer, they just haven't found the right beer yet that's uh, that's also a point I try when I do beer tastings as well Uh, sometimes a few men who said I don't like dark beers and then we find uh, a dark wheat beer from a local brewery and they found out oh yeah, I actually liked it Mm-hmm. So it's just getting out there and, and try and find your own uh, and support your local uh, local business as well.
0: And and I think it you know having that diversity of styles like we talked about a minute ago is such a great way to just kind of take a quick tour of the world. And the more that I have learned, the more that I have looked into it, the more that I. I get lessons on history and politics and geography and, and you know, the reason why um, Munich beers were this way and other beers weren't in Germany. It, it's just such a fascinating story that is all kind of rooted in the people, the history, the uh, the kind yeah. of the circumstances. And, and to know that story uh, it just makes that beer so much better.
1: Also, oh yeah, also that uh, as well as I start to, to talk about say, when I'm traveling, I also go to a, a local pub and, and drink a local beer. And uh, if you want, within a few minutes, you can get in, uh, talk to the, the guys around you, and, and you are discussing the beer, and then you start talking, and you find out how the people are in that region and where the country or whatever you want. So beer brings people together and, and make them talk as well.
0: No, I I completely agree with that. Um, so, I, I've got a, just kind of a few wind down questions. Um, if you had the opportunity, or if if you could be the beer king of the uh, world, or, or or king of the beer world, I should say, would be clear. Uh, what would you change?
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Hmm. Actually, I'll say something about pricing, taxation, but uh, that's because I'm uh, organizing things and see it from my point of view. I still think that uh, nowadays the diversity is so big, uh, but I think the pricing will, a fair price, will be one of my favorite things as well. So the especially the good beers, the craft beers. Uh, the man with the hot kettle can get his beer out uh, to more people uh, in the neighborhood as well. I think that that would be one of the, the most things, the best things.
0: Uh, now, if you had the opportunity to choose your very last meal and your very last beer before you depart this earth, what would they be?
1: I always say that I have at least uh, five or six six beers in my top three. So it's uh, a little different. But uh, I think I'll uh, just want my favorite beer from my local brewery with my meal as well, because I know it. Uh, I know it. And that's also if you know the beer, you know when you can use it. If I'm in a mood like this, (laughs) actually the mood's uh, leaving this earth maybe a little special, but uh, I know, if I know the beer from a local brewery, I know where where to drink it. Uh, and I think that's just it. I don't want to get some uh, one big uh, UK Michaela thing, uh, big stuff. I, I don't care. Hmm. I just need a local beer.
0: And what would you uh, eat with that beer?
1: I think that could be steak.
0: <laughs> I just
1: bought a new Fancy grill and I like
0: it. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so, Bo, with uh, all of your experience that you've had, and, and thank you again so much for coming onto the show and sharing us, uh, sharing with us um, your perspective on uh, on uh, consumer rights when it comes to beer. It, it, it's kind of funny when I say it out loud. You know, con- beer consumers have rights, and and this is why. Uh, but from all of your experience, why does good beer matter? It, it, As I said,
1: when when I start traveling in uh, in European level on uh, politicians and all that kind of things, the most important things, and if you want to go into a room with people you'd never know before, then you'd start serving beer from your own country. And then suddenly the people from other countries start to taste and talk, and then you're talking uh, everything. I see so many politicians on very high level arguing on a daily basis but when they go uh, to our reception in brussels uh, beer consumers we have a few beers and talk to consuming consumer per- people around the europe bring on the desk uh, a good danish craft beer and then they just start talking to each other and not only arguing so i think the most important thing is that that actually beer brings people together you start talking and also not only about the beer. Of course, it may be starting in the beer, but uh, then you talk about everything. I still think that if you politicians in the national government could have a, a small beer in the lunch break, uh, it would be much much easier things coming out of that office.
0: Perhaps, perhaps, or they'd all be taking naps. That <laughs> could be. Um, uh, how can listeners connect with uh, either you or, more importantly, the uh, the EBcu, um, and and even uh, in other countries if they want to uh, learn more about how to form their own union if if that's what they'd like to do? How can they connect? Yeah,
1: of course. There's a lot of um, contacts on our web uh, EBcu.org and uh, there's also a list of national organizations Uh, nowadays we have 18 countries within this umbrella organization so actually if they want to go to belgium or netherlands they can find the national organization and just contact them there's no problem Uh, that's actually how our network is uh, working so just go into contact with the national uh, organization consumer organization or if it is on level, we are five people in the executive, spread out of, from Finland in north to Italy and Spain in south. Uh, we are always for a good talk or email or just contact us, there's no problem.
0: Wonderful. And Bo, do you have any final words of wisdom for us?
1: Uh, not other thing than just go out and try some beers, not only if you know I talk about the mood we're in, but also going into the to uh, open your horizon and, and find some damn good beers and also from all over Europe as well and support your local brewery.
0: I love that. Open your horizon, open your horizons and drink some damn good beer. That's a great way to sign off. I love it. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. We'll talk, we'll yeah, talk to welcome. you soon. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or a doomsayer, But let's be honest, there are forces that would love to return to a time before craft beer where the options were cheap and flavorless. It's up to us to maintain our right to good craft beer. It's up to us to vote for something better. Join us in the next episode where we visit a craft beer strategist and financial advisor to learn how to take your brewery to the next level. Good Beer Matters is a show about great beer, great friends, and the experiences we create together but it's also about better appreciation of the beer you enjoy. I believe better education leads to better enjoyment. So if you're a beer and food professional or even a beer enthusiast, then please subscribe to Good Beer Matters and visit me at goodbeermatters.net. After that, grab a beer, hang out with friends, and let the world open up. Thank you for listening. Cheers.